What's happening, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele and the Baker, with another Scarf Life podcast. The Baker, how you doing, brother? So good. Are we talking over the music right now? Is that what's going on? It's so cute. Dude, we're like semi-pro. It's we, been a minute. It's we, been, it's been a, what is it, two weeks, three weeks? It has not been three weeks. It's been a couple of weeks. And uh, not quite semi-pro, like a quasi-pro. Mm. Me typing in the background. It's a little distracting. <laughs> music stop. Nailed it. Now that was professional. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks couple of things have happened with the team yeah man today was wild today was a wild day yes so here our nation you're gonna hit him with a preview this might be the best episode we have done to date this month <laughs> it is very packed three days into the into the month here's what we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the new gm the new old coach and a few player moves including one that baffles my mind it's been exactly two weeks, by the way. Let's get into it. What should we talk about first? Players or front office? I feel like the front office is a little juicier. It is juicier. Let's get into the players then. Least of the news so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oldest of the players' news, let's say that way. Brooks Lennon. Brooks Lennon was sold to Atlanta. Yeah, man. That's. I, it was like they've always, I feel like every open window there'd be inevitable like oh brooks lennon to atlanta brooks like they've had their eye on him for a minute now i can't blame them i think brooks lennon is a very good player very skilled player he was just crap out of luck at rail salt lake yeah his dude you're premier, behind jefferson you're uh, behind his, his primary position he was battling with a guy <clears throat> whom he will never beat out jefferson right his secondary position, which I think he did, he always did a good job in when he did play, which is the back. Yeah, as long as you didn't re- like require him to do defending. Well, there's some of that. But I think he's no, nowhere near in the depth chart to anyone else. But what I really liked about having Brooks Lennon on this team is you can throw him out there and play any position. I mean, he seemed versatile enough. Right. He was He was a jack-of-all-trades he wasn't like a like. I mean, master of none. I mean, yeah, he can't play goalie. He was not. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in like. Sure, I wouldn't. Even I say wouldn't he, put I, him in like, like a central defensive role. Yeah, he plays two positions. Okay, he plays one position well, and he plays another position okay, mediocre. And if w- he's having a bad day, slightly below mediocre. I would, without hesitation, if necessary, put him in left back. He could play a central midfield role if necessary. He can play both wings. He's got the skill set to play those positions. Just because he hasn't done it much for us doesn't mean he. I don't think he's ever played left back for us. Right, because usually when he comes in, whoever is the right right back moves to left back. Right. Yes. So there's that. So yeah, no, I I I thought he was one of the more versatile players we have ever had on our team, and I would challenge you to name one that's been more versatile, not better. Mm, Versatile. We played Jordan Allen all over the field the six minutes he was healthy. I was just going to say, like, yeah. the, which, the first 30 or the second 30 seconds yeah, that he was you, healthy? All, you didn't ask for long stretches of time. You asked for more versatility. There's a guy that's more versatile. That is a good call-out. That's, that's Jor- facts. I think Jordan Allen is up there. We him. literally referred to him as the Swiss Army knife at one point. Yeah. M- numerous times, actually. More than once. And I think he played right back, too, didn't he, at some point? <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Probably. Poor kid was just 
<laughs> You're all over the place. There's a guy that that's can a good catch call a out. All right, but the, I mean, so, yeah, he's up there. Brooks Lennon is up there as far in, as versatility. Yeah, I, I mean, it, we can't play M. Silva at number nine, even though we maybe why not maybe sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, from a skill set that, that that he has, sure. Always liked Brooks Lennon. What I really liked about Brooks Lennon the most, mm-hmm. obviously, good player. Seems like a really good dude, but he was one of those perfect teammates, or maybe that partly worked against him. He was always ready to come in off the bench. Yeah, I mean, I loved as as a fan, as a guy who didn't have to, you know, look these dudes in the face when I was describing my starting eleven. Like, I liked having him on the bench because because of that versatility. Yeah. Like, you can you put him on and you can drastically change the shape yes. of like your attack, your defense, whatever it is you need to do, you can do with a single move. And that's pretty dope. Um he also like the Colorado game stands out to me when I think about him. Remember, he had that 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 beater where he beat his man one on one and uh, ended up just sending it past uh, Timmy Howard. It was like dying minutes of the game. Oh yes, I do remember that now. He, I was I wanted that. He's one of those so dudes bad. that every once in a while will just kind of you know shock and awe you. Yeah, and and you you know he he clearly a very high ceiling, um, but yeah, like. You know, we're obviously not going to bench Jefferson. Yeah. He, he, as much as I like Brooks Lennon, I think defensively he was a pretty big liability. Um, he, you know, I didn't like him, love him at fullback. It is, you know, primarily a defensive role. I think with the right striker, this dude's ready to be like a star, like a big old nine target man where Brooks Lennon can just send crosses into the box to his heart's content right? and run up and down that uh, right-hand side. You know, if, if you can figure out a, a way to have him just do that for 90 minutes, you, you've got a you've got a solid piece of talent there. Yeah, I disagree. And really? I think he went to the wrong team. To, oh, yeah. Get, I don't, I'm not get... saying Atlanta's the team for right. a skill set, but, like, there's a potential there that I feel like the kid's good. I think we scratched the surf, the, the ceiling that kid can reach. Really? Yeah. I think he plateaued early on. Love the guy. Oh, Have you? Great. When was the last time you heard a Brooks Lennon controversy? Complaining yeah, it, about the coach yeah, or playing kid, time. Kid just does his job. He gets out there. He does his job. Always ready. If I was a coach, I'd love to have a guy like that on the team. And like I said, maybe that's partly why, you know, he... he there's not a single position on the field. Let's just take, we don't know what the current roster is. <laughs> we'll get into it in a little bit. Sure. But there's not a single position on the field on last year's RSL roster mm-hmm. where Brooks Lennon is option one. Right. Hell, I would have a hard time finding where he's, where he's the preferred option two. I mean, a right back, maybe? Right, and that's, but not, that would be, that's not because of anything he's doing. That's just a lack of right backs. There's that. And also, it usually means the, the left back is out. <laughs> right. right, so you have to you have to move one guy over to get the other one in. Um, but other than that, I can't think of a single position where he was even second option. And right. always a good guy to bring in. Mm-hmm. New Swiss Army knife. Anyways, Brooklyn, right. good luck, buddy. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll always be cheering for you. Right, as long as you don't play against us. Um, yeah. For the, what it's worth, the dude's like his. So twenty twenty would have been his last contract year with us. Yeah. So it's nice to like, actually get some some money out of one of these young guys for a change. Yep. All uh, right, let's talk about another guy real quick. M. Silva supposedly is allegedly. re-signed yeah. uh, a, a deal. 
Right. With Real Salt Lake. We don't know the details. We don't know the details. Uh, I saw a couple of articles on it. No one knows really the details. Right. Uh, Basically, it's here's what happened. So they have the re-entry draft. Two stages, right? Right. Stage one is like your team. or I, I forget. I To be 100% clear, don't entirely know the difference between stage one and stage two. Dude was on the list for stage one. Right. And he stopped being on the list for stage two, which is indicative of the fact that... He got you know, re-signed. Yeah. And realistically, like, that people have, you know, there's news coming out that it was with RSL. And a two-year deal. We don't know that. We don't know the first part either. I don't know where you read the two-year deal. That sounds like something you made up. Maybe. Where do you think the others get it from? Nine, so, nine out of ten times they made it up. Beyond the point. I like... I really hope we are getting him back. I love M. Silva back there. I don't prefer him as a starting option. Right. In nine out of ten scenarios. Obviously, Nedim. Yeah, Nedim is a lockdown number one defender. We he have. wants to retire here. We want him to retire here. Absolutely. And that's not that far away. Um, I like Justin Glad back there over M. Silva. Yeah. But when I see M. Silva on the lineup with either one of those two guys, rather with Nedim than with Justin Glad. I'm not like, ah, Ooh. crap. You're not worried. No. Right, for sure. Good, it, solid, professional, gets out there, does his job, screws right. up once in a while, but who doesn't? Yeah. Tries hard. I, I think realistically, if we're going to be honest, maybe a little overpaid for what he was bringing. Yeah, I'm not even looking at the money. We don't know what the new deal no, no, does. Free. Oh, okay. Free this. Got it, got it. Uh, I, and he was brought in as a, as a starter, not, not as yeah, that role. Yeah, for sure. And it I don't pre, think he's That was that. pre-Netima, I think, right? It was. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think he's that guy. Um so it's nice to like, hey, thanks for uh, – like obviously the dude's good, and I think he's starter caliber. Like he, he's there. He's just not my preferred starter. I'm hoping that the new money, seeing as they didn't sign the – you know, they didn't accept the option or whatever is for less than that. <laughs> yeah. Which would make sense. And to be clear, the only reason we, we hope it's for less than that is not so we can save DLH money. Right. Lord hopefully knows he doesn't mean it. Hopefully it's being spent elsewhere. Exactly. So we can spend that money elsewhere. So anyways, M. Silva is back. I almost seem like a... Again, I don't see a drop in quality when he plays back there. No. Uh, no, no, no. Nedim, obviously... There's a drop in quality if Nedim is not playing. Like, hands down. Yeah. But after that, I don't see a drop in quality regardless who else is back there. From my uh, perspective. I think Glad's offer, Glad offers a little more pace. A little, you know, he glad has a higher upside, right? Also, I think like, but also a lower downside. Yeah, when he screws up, he screws up big, but that doesn't happen in a like. Yeah. It, it's not at the rate it used to. And Silva had a couple of mistakes last year as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Anyways, welcome reds. back, Silva. Hopefully, We'd yeah, love to see him back there. And I think defense is one of the most important areas where consistency helps, right? Because they have to work together. Right. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it's not some new dude that has to learn the system, learn how to. Play off Glad, who exactly. play off uh, Netum. Now let's get into one that I am pissed about. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like you're like screaming through these other ones just so you can get to this one. Like, slow it down. We got time. We got time. There's nothing. We don't need to say stuff that doesn't need to be said. It's that's literally what a podcast is. It's it, dudes if, saying things that don't need to be. <laughs> it's called it's commentary. Fill in the blanks. Let people know what you think. Slow it down. Have fun with it. Bofo Sacedo, the man, the myth, the legend. For for the six loyal listeners, follows the pants, follows the page. Yeah, yeah, that that was fun too. For the six loyal listeners, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you forget there's not that much media coverage on RSL. 
Right, and I think though that's where you with the whole like six loyal listeners thing. Like, I think you would be shocked. That doesn't matter. I'm joking. Obviously, I'm joking. We we have been proven wrong many, many, many times. That's not the point here. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, before we even get into Bofo, we have to understand. First of all, in case for some crazy reason he's listening, thank you for listening. Oh, he's and definitely in, listening. And in case he is uh, still listening. And put his t- name in the title. He'll and, definitely and, listen. And has some time. Go back and listen to some of the other episodes. I've been barking at this team, especially since um, Freddie took over. We'll mm-hmm. get to Freddie in a bit. That Bofo needs to be our starter. We, t- we were talking about Bofo being DP-level player, potentially, not this year, but potentially, very right. soon. And what in the hell are we doing not playing that kid all the time? I think if I can count, I need both hands and feet to count the number of episodes where I was complaining about Corey Baird starting over Bofo. Right. And I love Corey Baird. Everyone knows I love Corey There's Baird. There's also that string of games where Corey Baird shut you up hard. Yeah. It was like a goal a game for like three games. Right. Nah, no, it wasn't. I, it, it was at least two. Corey Baird has never had three games in a row where he scored. All right, I'm, I'm going to look this up. Yeah, do look that up. While you're talking. So I'm going to keep talking here. Bofo Sacedo, in my opinion... I can hear you typing on the on the desk. So it's fine. It's called research. <laughs> Just so the listeners, that, that's proof to the listeners that you are actually researching. We're doing this. it live. See, we're doing it live. He had two goals in that one game. I remember that. You Anyways, could press pause. Been theory. I'm not gonna press not gonna anything, that that and we're not, not editing stuff. a damn thing because we literally publish what eight minutes after we hit stop recording. It takes eight minutes, so so the file can upload. Both was to say to him. Okay, opinion. we're both a little bit right. No, it was two no goals and then one goal over two games. Yeah, I told you he scored two goal two games in a row, and he scored one two goals in one right. game. It was also, in like New York or something, wasn't RSL it? RSL at SKC, mm-hmm. where he only played seventy seven minutes, mm-hmm. scored two goals. We ended up winning two one. Yep, and uh, that's where it was. Yeah. Then uh, Seattle at RSL, and, and we ended up winning three zero. And he played all 90 minutes where he scored a goal and, and, one and of had the, an assist. And one of those goals in KC was a beauty, if I remember correctly. Again, I love Corey Baird. Nah, like, I, I don't feel like we're screwed for having, you know, we're keeping Corey Baird and playing all that stuff. I think both was to say, though, especially with his history of being a local kid, going through the, not the academies, but going, going through the system. Yeah, he's a homegrown. Completely a homegrown player. With stupid level of skill. I mean, that kid had so much skill to the point of where he felt a little cocky once in a while and lost the ball unintentionally. Well, obviously unintentionally, but unnecessarily. But then he also made magic happen. I think Bofo... Who's that Who's that kid that, that we... I keep forgetting his name. Also Sosedo, wasn't it? The, the defender? The, the defender. Yeah, Sebastian. No. Carlos Salcedo. Carlos Salcedo. I mean, I'm still. You watch this guy, and he's playing on like the world stage. He's yeah. a starter, starter for the for Mexican national. national team. They don't let anybody just do that. Absolute world beater, man. Mm-hmm. And we had him. We had him, and we 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 failed to keep him. Yeah, because the have, kid was hell bent on leaving. Like, I, let's acknowledge that. It, it's not. No, there's. I actually had to go not that long ago. I had to go back and take a look at some of those stories. Ninety percent of those were like alleged. Yeah, and ninety percent of the alleged was his dad talking, and he doesn't talk to his dad anymore. And well, there's that, and it was because of like front office stuff. 
it, here, it's, it, it takes two to make a thing go right. Of course, and also to make it go wrong. What I'm saying is this. We are going to regret not finding ways to, to keep Bofo Sacedo. I think had we, had we made him a primary starter last season, mm-hmm. there's no way he's leaving right now. Yeah. All right. So you said a lot of things that I think required a little unpacking. I 100% agree. I think Bofo's upside is through the roof. I think the kid has he has it, that superstar quality. It. He is what what Plata is to Toronto. I was for, actually going to say he was going to be our Plata. Yeah. If, if he was going to be Toronto's Plata, that's right. what he's going to be. But then he went. He's going to be our. He's going to be in Mexico, so we won't be following him as closely. Right. I mean, I. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure if it's official. Enough. That's it's, not the it's point. It's probably Liga MX, yeah. So uh, you think we're going to be following him closely? Like, what if he went to Colorado or f- even like Philly or something? Sure, we'd, we'd be see, seeing we'd him abs- every weekend. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But um, so you know, while we were looking up stats, I couldn't help pull up his. And I think as good as Bofo is, uh, he's not as good as I think you've made him out to be in your head. Like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the two goals. But, like, that was over north of a 1,000 minutes. That's not an insignificant amount of playing time. Um, but it, it was it was 10 minutes here, 15 minutes sure, there. Sure, but I also— 20 minutes I, there. I, I think he— and, 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 and But those, it also wasn't always. Like, he— It wasn't he always. He started 13 games. Right. That's, that's not— And that was that's most— That's not a few. And that was mostly under Mike Petke. The, yes, yes. He, he had fallen out of favor for— uh, Like, for, overnight— I mean, it wasn't overnight. It was over the course of a few. There were I remember moments where he would come on, and it's like, I think he got to this stage where he was so desperate for playing time that he started making poor soccer decisions, and it was like a compounding effect where he was taking shots and 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 taking you know those one on one balls where he thought he had a guy, and it just wasn't happening. Obviously, or else the stats would be better. I. This isn't to say I don't like Bofo. I think you I, are, I agree with you everything you're saying. The dude's awesome. So baseball, bruh. No, it, it's I'm not here so to like count the stats. Baseball. But he's it not is, he's not this like difference maker game in, game out. He's disagree. not disagree. He's good. I think he's I think, good. I but think he's he, not he's I think not, he has the potential to be a difference maker game in and game out. And I think every time he's in a field, mm-hmm. you have to account for him in a way. A way which you do not have to account for someone like a Corey Baird for. And that's where I disagree. Corey Baird Corey. is a strict, straightforward A to B. Right, direct straight. to a fault. Direct yeah. to a fault. But Corey Baird will stretch the field just as much as a Bofo will. Disagreed. And statist- statistically speaking, you, you Corey can, Baird is more efficient. You can, lay, you can lay off. Is he? Do he the is. Minutes yeah, to he is. We do the yes. same math on him? Yeah, it's like night and day. Corey Baird has, I think, something this year, like five or six goals, dude. Five right. goals, yeah, and that, that's sad. So he was our primary Four starter, yeah, in that position. I think and, I think we're gonna be very sorry that we let go of Bovo Sacedo. I sure. do I do believe he's the one of those players that requires attention. Yeah, attention and 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 little TLC and, and all I that think, stuff. That, honestly, that, that someone like a Corey Bear doesn't. And I think that's part of how you get the best out of him. He also. So he's you know he's done a few interviews with the the Trib and you know like he's been active on social media. The dude's been very explicit about what his ask is, and he wants money, which yeah. I get. I totally understand. I'm like you know we are a capped, like 
salary league. Like we only have so many resources. Let's like, not pretend that's why we lost them. Oh, that I would say that that is the primary reason we lost them. I will tell you. I'm gonna. I'm willing to bet a paycheck on the fact that if RSL offered him the same thing that Pumas offered him, let's just say Pumas for a second, because right. that's what we think is the uh-huh. case, he would leave. Not according to him. Maybe. Right. According to him. And here's the one thing I believe is what he was saying. Kids going on about being like a local kid. His wife is from here. His wife has like a job. She's like a teacher or something. Like He wasn't making that much money. Sure. and he. But I'm saying if – well, he wasn't making that much money because he was homegrown. And I think – I genuinely believe that if RSL offered him exactly what any other team is offering him, he would choose to stay. This I agree, especially if he knew that Freddie is back. And we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, but then, like, you're basing it's that off what you think. Yes. I'm basing that off what the kid's saying. Well, but he's also got a PR person probably. I don't think he does. Because well, if he did, somebody internet. would have taken Instagram away from him. <laughs> like, the, I, the love I, the kid. He needs to be aware that legacy is a thing. And, like, the way he's behaving on social media is not how a professional athlete behaves. I understand he's, like, 22 years old. Pump the brakes on the, like, hashtag free and blessed and, like, you know, we get it. You're out. Cool, man. Get How do you know paper. it's about RSL? Because I'm not a moron. <laughs> are, you now, are you now thinking and assuming what he thinks or says? Yeah, when somebody goes – when he retweets somebody going uh, – what was You're it? talking about the picture that says free. I, I remember – So there it. was I, that. I've There's recently, like, as of yeah. yesterday, when they announced Atlanta – Somebody commented, more news to come, you know, one of those transfer sites. Mm-hmm. He re- retweeted that and with, like, the prayer sign. Like, the kid's obviously indicating that he what, is... What do you mean? Maybe, maybe he's, he's taking pictures with his agents in, you know, Mexico City. Like, it's... You don't got to be a Nostradamus type to figure out what he's implying here. Right. And I agree with that. And I also okay. agree with the my fact... <laughs> That he, not a fact. That he wants to play. I think he wants to play. And I think he doesn't see... I'm not sure... I don't think he sees how he can do that under Freddie. I don't know why he's out of favor. Mm. I, I don't necessarily think it's out of favor. I think there were dudes that were... Be- like, he wasn't losing his spot to Corey Baird that much. At By no- the end there, he was losing his spot to Albert Rushnak. Well, okay. And we can get into that. Yeah, let's not. Because let's like, what are you? You're not going to play Albert Rushnak? Yeah, well, the, that's a whole positional thing I don't <laughs> agree with. Yeah, yeah, we're not getting, we're not right. getting into that today. But, that, but that's the reality. In you, my mind, in, you it, can't simplify every, it. every game that Corey Baird started, Bofo didn't. I don't remember them ever starting together. It was no, like Corey, when Corey Baird is the, the, the instance where like Albert Rushnak's with the Slovakian national team, and the mere plays are attacking midfielder, Corey Baird plays our primary striker, that's when you'd see both on the left. That is that is that was a Mike Petke thing. He just about yeah, that was a Mike yeah, Petke that's thing. A, that's how Bofo got his minutes. And uh, all I'm saying is this. Love all our guys, obviously, I think at no point mm-hmm. if the choice is ever Corey Baird or Bofo Sacedo, right. should Corey Baird see a minute on the I, field. I understand that. But it's it's very like that's the problem. You've simplified it into this like Corey Baird versus Bofo thing, and it's not that simple. Disagreed. I think no, you you can't. It's not though. It's literally it not. Is. Like go to me, it is. I understand that, but you're wrong. Like you've created this like fantasy in your head about a, a thing that isn't isn't the case. 
It's not, dude. Yeah, it is. It, it really isn't. I it think it really think, isn't. Hey, you have a fantasy in your head. All right, man. This is, <laughs> here's the thing. I like the kid. I wish him nothing but the best down in Mexico or wherever he ends up. Um, Bofo to Mexico. Yeah, it's you know, it's somebody. Um, speaking of which, I'm I'm pretty sure Plata's still a free agent. Um, Let, yeah, we don't even have him on the list. All right, any other players we need to discuss? Well, there's that whole like rumor about the I think Swedish left back. Yeah, tell me about that. I mean, I mean, th- we don't agree on much. Mm-hmm. I would I would actually say we disagree on the vast majority of things. Yeah, because you're making up things that aren't real. That's why we don't agree. See? Yes, because I have a firm grasp on reality, and you are just like Bofo is better than Corey Bear. That's that's my impression of your analyses. It is true. Yeah, but that's not the problem. That's not why Bofo's leaving. Well, that's all that matters at the end of the day is facts. One of the very few things we have agreed on over the year this season is that we need more left backs. I like I mean, what at Toya. This point, I like what Toya has brought to the table last year. I'm not even talking about current lineup or who's not. Anyone who has not already signed somewhere else, I'm considering, <laughs> is probably coming back. See, I'm like, I'm going with unless I've heard explicitly you're playing for RSL, I assume you aren't. Yeah, I don't think there's usually that much turnover on teams. And Toya is still a younger guy. I don't think so, man. He's like mid twenties, the high twenties at the at the most. Yeah, I think it's up. He's he's. But I thought he did a decent job last year. I think actually I would say whenever he was playing consistently, he did a pretty good job. Actually, he's uh, twenty-seven. A little, a little risk. Um, taker more than I usually would like my outside backs. Not as much as Aaron Herrera, but he he's not as skilled as Aaron Herrera in my opinion. But I think if there was one position we we agreed on we need strengthening in mm-hmm. was left back last year. Yeah. I mean, we would obviously take an upgrade every single goddamn position, but that position was the number one. So what what do you know? Well, right now, What's we the, have what's a the, fullback on the roster. There's a fullback. Who is it? It's Herrera, <laughs> and he plays on the right. So oh, you mean just a fullback? A fullback. Not, not, not a we just have the just... one. Okay. Yeah. So, not deep, not deep at all. Um, no, Donnie has not resigned. I'm hoping he does. But yeah, this is like like it. It, it was kind of quiet. It was this was like last week, and all of a sudden it's a Swedish left back. I don't even have his name up or stats or anything. Yeah, he, kid's like thirty. Because it's silly season, right? Right. It, it's, you can't pull up everyone's I, name. I, I think it was just one of those things where it's like I'm glad it's a left back, and that's why it sounded semi, like believable. Yeah. Um, and, and I think really it's just indicative of the fact that like, hey, we're cognizant of the fact that you know. We need support there. Um, the whole 30-year-old journeyman thing has kind of got me a little worried if it's true. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Worked out all right with Silva. Worked out okay with Nedham. Worked out quite all right with Everton. Yeah, worked yeah. out really well with Everton. So, um, yeah, it's one of those, like, we'll wait and see what happens, but it's just nice that there's there's talks about left backs. Somewhere, yeah, okay. Because yeah. here's the thing. If it's just Toya and Herrera, I, like, we, it's, it's, in my opinion, the most obvious position that needs. Well, if it's Toya and Herrera, we're just bringing guys up from the Monarchs, which is okay in this. In this, <laughs> I mean, look. Let, let, know, let me say it this way, and actually, no, I will say that later. Well, no, this huh. could be a transition. Well, do we have anything else on specific players you would like to discuss today? There's obviously probably a lot more coming out on specific players. 
Because I'm also super excited about, like, the guys we know are coming back next year. Right. Well, I think Silva is going to be a a world beater next year. I mean, to help you with your transition, if I'm Elliot and Freddie and Tony in the front office to help you out, I'm announcing, like, a player tomorrow. Just get that quick, easy win, you know? So... Because they are announcing Bofo leaving sometime this week, I guarantee it. They are. They are. So... We will talk about the fact that we have a new GM and we have a new old head coach. Mm -hmm. Whether those were the right or not right decisions we can get into in a bit here. That's literally the whole point of today, I feel like. What I think RSL Nation needs to realize is what this team is. We are not, nor will we ever be, the LA Galaxies or Atlanta Uniteds, even the Toronto FCs of Major League Soccer. Yeah, we're not going to pay millions of dollars in transfer fees. We're never going to be that big, sexy team. Never. Ever. It is not going to happen. It is quite literally, you can max out your return on your investment, and it's not worth it in those cases. So we have to come to the realization, and this has been all over for years and years. We're going to be a team that has no-name coaches unless they make their name with us. Sure. No-name GMs unless they make their names with us. Right. And more likely than not, no-name players unless they make their names with us. I mean, unless you go way back. I mean, yeah, no-name is... Unless no-name. I'm talking ah. no I'm comparing it to like Sure. Zlatan's okay. Is like so Zlatan like a name? Okay. See, I would say I, I don't think Giovinco was like some. You know, the dude's playing in I think Saudi Arabia right now. Giovinco was a nas- Italian national team player. When he um, joined. I think the- he got national team. Yeah, he did with the Italians. Yeah. I don't think so man, I think he got a few snubs. He was on the national team. He didn't make the World Cup roster. That was the big debate. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um. You know those t- I, yeah, those levels the of hyper, players. The the you Rooney. Okay, uh, so I was just actually, as you're saying this, I'm thinking Jovinko and Rooney are not in the same league. No. Right? So there's a league of Zlatan, Beckham, Rooney. Rooney. Yeah. That's it. Who else is in that league? I don't even know. I I mean, if we're just doing name and not like talent, Perlo. Oh, like, yeah, like Pirlo. The, you know, like if you World Kaka, Cup winner, like if we're just saying names, like Kaka, Kaka. Kaka was the World Player of the Year yeah. one year. I mean, Kaka is up there. Thierry so, Henry. Thierry Henry. Yeah. Didier Drogba. Yes. That was a thing for. A while. Dude, we've gotten to see some dope players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In little old <laughs> Sandy little, Utah. Little Sandy Utah. Yeah. Um. So what was that? Seven. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure we're forgetting Let's, like three. I mean, yeah, <laughs> at least. Sure. I mean, if you go way back, you like. Stoichkov and uh, didn't um, I mean Lothar... depending on depending on who you ask and at what stage of quote unquote no I almost said Timmy Howard no no I mean, no, no okay so so, no, so, no, so U.S. men's national team though okay so that's that other <laughs> level that's what that's what I wanted to say so you have the hi- superstar you have like the hyperstar right. in our case right washed up <laughs> they never come here like if you don't make oh uh, currently at Orlando what's his face Portuguese guy Nani. Nah, he's not the same level. Dude, he's up there. He's in the next level. So no. That's, that's okay, the... if he's at the next level, he's touching the hyperstar Nani's level. Nani's not on par with Zlatan. Dude, he captained the, the national team. 
His national team. Portugal. Yeah. Right. Not when they won the Euros. Right, but okay. still, he's but Portugal you know, is like he's crap. up there. Nah, he's he's no, tu- he's no. touching the hyperstar. I'm not saying he's Ooh. in it, but he's like within. It's within your shot. Okay, so I think he's in that very level below, which includes Timmy, Timmy Howard. Howard, right, and some of those other guys. Jovenko. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I think it's headed up by Jovenko. There's a lot of other players. <laughs> right. I got you. I get. I'll give what you're getting. At. What I'm saying is, we don't get players from either of those tiers. <laughs> we just don't. We won't, and that is okay. And you know why? The only reason that's okay mm-hmm. is because we have a high school that produ- that's producing soccer players. We have series of academies that are producing soccer right. players. Yeah. We have the monarchs that are producing soccer players right now. Mm-hmm. DLH, in my opinion, had a choice. He said, I could, because the academy is not cheap. No, it's he not. He spent like $50 million? No, no, it's not. It's not. Okay, he could have just spent $50 million buying players for the next five years and gotten some really good players right the whole won't live in salt lake utah whatever uh, so so you i, I pay you, you you'll come here what rsl fans need to realize is and this is i think from our perspective a super awesome long-term sustainable thing that we're doing can't say the same for some other team hmm? how, how long can you sustain lafc I'm, I'm not sure what they're making they must be making pretty good money but yeah, hell it wasn't probably, cheap to put them up wow Here's here's my problem with what you're saying. Okay, go ahead and finish. But I've got we as RSL diehards need to be okay with that, and this needs to reflect everywhere. Our scouts are going to be former players. Our goalkeeper coaches and assistant coaches and all are going to be former players. Our coaches are going to be internally promoted. Our GMs will be internally promoted promoted whenever possible. Our players will come through the academies and the high schools and the monarchs and everywhere else we can find them. Yeah. It's the real. It's the reality of what our, and I like our, it. Okay, so here's so, my problem. Okay, go ahead. You, you ready? Because I was just gonna finish with. All right, finish. Thus, been finishing for hiring hour. Elliot Fall as our new GM, mm-hmm. and Freddie permanently as the head coach. Right. And even brought up what's his name that was heading up uh, Monarchs. He's now the assistant. No, uh, no. And Tony is assistant GM. Yeah. But the, but Tony was assistant the, GM the, two weeks ago. Yeah, the technical director. Yeah. This makes perfect sense. This is RSL. This is yeah. forever going to be the case. Everyone moves up or wrong. The biggest shocking thing we could have done is hire Jason Christ, a former RSL guy. I mean, that was about as shocking as this thing was right. going to get. Right. So tell me why I'm right. I mean, so so I, I think, yeah, like if you had an internet connection and like a functioning IQ, it was like the writing was on the wall. It was, it was going to be those guys. Obviously. Um, I, I I think the whole like, so for me it's two very it's two moves. So there's the Elliot move, and then there's the Freddie move. I'm sure both these guys individually are lovely human beings, and this is in no way a reflection of like the value they bring. And I hope I'm wrong. No problem with Freddie as coach. I think coach is one of those things where like the principles of the game don't really change that much from like the time you're 16 to the time you're you know, in the the pro, like it, it's the 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 fundamentals of the game. If you, if you are a good coach at an under twenty three level, you're probably going to be a good coach at a, at a premier level. From a technical perspective, from a, a coach. technical coaching, yeah, there's different human problems like dudes going through divorce, which is a thing you have to deal with, and like egos and money, and and that's all. Like, yeah, suddenly suddenly you're coaching millionaires. Right, that's dealing with humans, not necessarily like. The that's what I mean. Tactics. So, uh, so there's a difference between manager and coach, right? 
Elliot Fall, GM. This is the move that has me a little worried. Tell us why. So, and, and, you know, your whole, like, hey, build an academy, build talent from within, I think it's awesome. I absolutely think it's how RSL stays relevant. I do think there are teams that are looking at that model and going, hey, we're going to do that, but we're also going to go sign multi-million dollar transfer fees. Like Atlanta, I mean, short of uh, Home Depot going bankrupt in the next couple years, probably not. Let's leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Elliot, the dude, so, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm intimately familiar with his career, but literally Real Salt Lake was his first job out of college. Mm Mm-hmm. Not a soccer guy, like not a former athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, started off as like intern, is my understanding, and then ten plus year later, ten plus years later, he's our GM. I think that's an awesome story. Just to be clear, not ragging on that story. I think that's dope. I love that we're an organization where that can happen. So we we lose Weibel. Weibel's gone. Weibel's like, hey, I'm out of here. Elliot's been with the organization the whole time, so it's not like all. Of, it's like. It's it's not like Elliot's knowledge is all of a sudden increased. It's not like he's gonna like, oh, I'm the GM, I've go I've made new connections, right? Over like that hasn't happened. Everything he knew with the interim title, he knows with the you know, without that. Like Right. No, I get what it. he brings to the table, he already brought. We we know it. It it, it exists. What an opportunity we I feel like we had an opportunity to bring that external source. And I'm not saying it needs to be some big sexy European you know, sporting director that's got all the connections, but like new connections, a new input, a a new way of thinking. New isn't necessarily always better, but it does provide you at that level where your job is like, hey, go build a roster. It can't hurt to like have more numbers to call when you're looking for a striker, right? And that's where I'm concerned. It was like the easy, hey, sure thing. And I get it, like, you know, grow from within. It's all dope. I, I love that Freddie's our head coach. I worry that we're doing it at the GM level and and that we aren't, I mean, other than like the whole Jason Christ thing, it doesn't sound like we really spent a whole lot of time looking at external candidates. So it sounds like we had a good candidate that was identified, at least identified by the internal leadership, i.e. Deloy Hansen. Right. But we know Deloy Hansen doesn't know anything about soccer. But we know Deloy Hansen is a good businessman. Sure. It does make you a good soccer Person. It doesn't matter. But GM, I mean, what's the sport? No, what, it's literally his job is to know soccer. The sporting the director is responsible for ultimately me- the mechanics of putting a team together. Obviously, he reports up to his boss, the GM. I'm assuming that's the structure over there. You'd be incorrect. Well, that's how so, it works. So every, how it, how what, you, what's the sporting director do? How then? it used to be is that Craig Weibel ran like everything, and then they split his job into two, and he became in charge of Building the roster. That That's was it. it. Yeah. Soccer operations. Yep. Why would that change with a new GM? Because we have a sports director, apparently. Did we have a sports director before? Technical. Technical director. Yeah, there you go. Anyways. Yes, I understand. Yes, I understand what you're saying. Mm. Tell it, me the, why I'm right. There's nothing complicated about what you are saying. Oh. But if your biggest concern is connections, then it's an invalid concern. You just said the guy has spent more than 10 years with RSL. Right. Worked his way through the ranks. Uh-huh. Who do you think calls those people that the, do you think GM just spends all day talking to other GMs? Well, probably. There's also some of that. I would no, like no, to no. think I'm not, so. I'm not saying he doesn't know anybody. I'm just saying we he wasn't going anywhere. 
right? Like we, there, there. I mean, well, that's I, what we thought as, about Bofo. Sure, as far as I know, he wasn't going anywhere. Right? He could be like, hey, either give me this job or I leave. And but it doesn't always have to be that way. That's I, that's I that's, that's but just you see what thing. I'm getting right. at. Like he. Everything that you, he was, no, the value look, he was going to bring, he was going to bring regardless. You are disguising. Okay, that that's just an asshole move in that case. If the guy's good for the job, give him the job. Right, but he could be good for the job, and we could have somebody else. And then what? That would overrule him. Yeah, yeah. Well, then he's not good for the job. If someone else is overruling him, someone else is better at the job. Well, I'm hoping there's collaboration there. Yeah, because that, that's what we heard. That's how DLH companies work. They don't. Oh, DLH doesn't work that right. way. Right, or his I'm, companies. His employees Look, I, I understand what you're saying. I just disagree with it. I, I think that because of who we are, because of the whole spiel I went into just before we got into this, mm-hmm. the homegrowns, the academies, the high schools, right? it just makes sense to get someone who knows that system. You cannot get like the GM from Bayern Munich obviously to Real Salt Lake. Obviously. It doesn't work the same way. Sure, they also have academies and schools and all these different things, but it is not the same universe. It's just it just doesn't work yeah, that like way. Yeah, like pay and stuff, obviously. Right, it's not the same universe. Is, it, it, is that just, what you mean like we like we couldn't afford them? No, even if we got to afford them, they would be bad at the job. Oh, I mean, that's... See, now you're just... I disagree with that. They, I think they would be bad at the job because they don't have the same resources. They don't have the same wallets they had elsewhere. They don't have the same weight they carry with them. Sure. At the end of the day, I think the GM's job is multiple. I do not believe in any way, shape, or form that the GM... Uh, actually, I will, I will go as far as to say this. And I, I've never been a GM, believe it or not. I believe it. I I think if the GM in any team is the foremost soccer expert mm-hmm. on a team. Okay, define soccer expert. Someone that can put a roster together. Technically, the mechanics of we like, should get like this player. Coach? Kind of like the coach. Okay. okay. Well, mm-hmm. you kind of stole my freaking thunder there, but that's sure. what I was going to say. Right. If at any point the GM is the foremost soccer expert, the team is in trouble. Hmm. Right? In huge, huge trouble. I mean, by far, the coach should be above that. We have an army of scouts, I'm assuming. I know at least we have one. I'm assuming you have more. Yes, we um, That's where those kinds of... Uh, look, anyone who has been in a management job and has advisors of, on things, the reason you hire your advisors is because they come in and tell you what their opinions are. You make the final decision, Yes. But if you're overruling your advisors, then they're not very good at their job, or you're not good at your job. Right, but right? you just use that. You use that same logic just against me ten seconds ago. GM needs to be, at the end of the day, a good negotiator and someone who can get the business deals on soccer players done. They don't need to be the guys identifying the players. They don't need right. to be. They need to be schmoozers, business people, sure, negotiators. That's their skill. Right, not soccer knowledge. I mean, it helps, obviously. Yeah, and I, I'm not critiquing his lack of soccer. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, That's, you were. No, 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 I don't care about you how much. You said he was not an athlete. Right. He's not like a – he doesn't come from soccer. But That's fine. That's okay. Yeah. I, it's not ideal, but it's it's fine. It, it's good. My critique is that he is he is more of the same. Yeah. Like, that's the critique. It, it is It is everything that – 
everything that he was going to bring, he has brought, in my opinion. Disagree. I'm not saying he's not capable of learning and growing and then building a name for himself, but ultimately, all of his connections, all of his ability to schmooze, all of his understanding of the financial mechanics of of the league that we're in and Tam and, and Gam and DPs yeah. and all that good mm-hmm. stuff, he he was already doing. He's been doing it Maybe. for the past ten years. Okay, right. That that's ultimately he and is I he is a known I, commodity, and I think it has worked pretty well. Yeah, I, I think you know third in the West isn't bad. I think you know a couple of playoff wins is 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 pretty nice. But ultimately, it it doesn't cut it, right? There's one team that does well, and everyone else just kind of goes and you know tries again next year. That's ultimately the the league and the right. and the game we're in. We've been that team once, right? And that's it. Yep. Yeah, yep. Got close a few times, but ultimately, here's where we are. Yeah, I would say if you ever look at, and I know actually we did look at this. Um, let's do this next. Let's put this on the, one of those long lists of things to do. Maybe yeah, we can do the problem is we don't actually have a list. Yeah, because yeah. actually I do. I did, I did have we a list for a out. while. Um, we need to maybe just do it for this year. Because how much money teams spend on players is is knowledge, right? That that gets released well, I mean, every you year get, like, by the Players yeah. Association. Yeah, or but the, right? I mean, so here's here's. Here's but the, we did do this like a couple of years ago. Right. Dollars per. Do, yeah. Mm-hmm. How many dollars per point earned. Sure. And RSL was like. You know what those salaries don't take into account? Second. They were second, I think. You know what those salaries don't take into account? Mm. Transfer fees. And I think that's where yeah. RSL is, is, isn't keeping up. I think we refuse to pay big transfer fees. Um, because you have the academy. Right. But ultimately... So I'm I'm looking at, at at the teams that are MLS champions the last few years, yeah. And, and the academy, all right. That's that's the model we're using. Yeah, yeah. What evidence do we have that it is a winning model? We we don't. We don't. Well, it depends what you consider a winning model, the, right? The, the guy that takes it home at the end of the year. That, that they're they're not academy teams. The evidence suggests it is not a winning model. Right. In that case, right. the evidence is, if anything. What was the last time a small market? I mean, small Seattle isn't team. a small like there you go no, and do the whole no, superstar no. thing. Atlanta, Toronto, right? That's what I'm trying to Portland. say. Portland like, does it go back to like no Portland? Portland was not a small small, a small salary team. team. Absolutely not. They're in the top. Who was their big like? I mean, when they won it, yeah. Uh, I mean, Valeri. Uh, yeah, um, what, what was he making? He was less than two million. I mean, we can look that up pretty easily. Because I know it wasn't he asking like we were talking about this a few yeah, couple of he's months north, ago. He's north of two. Well, like barely. Right, that's not an insignificant. Right, money. but this is years after the cup, right? He he's three. He was, it's three years yeah, after the cup. Yeah. yeah. Like then they're not like they're not your Toronto when they won it. They had three six million dollar players on their roster, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I mean Portland is a small market team. Portland is actually a smaller market than Salt Lake. What'd you find out? Uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, they also suck. I think. They're all right. I don't know. Whatever. Um, do we have to go all the way back to Colorado? Fernando Adi, dude. Adi is yeah, a three million dollar player. Portland didn't Portland no. make Adi? No, no, he's he. Yeah, I mean, okay. Liam Ridgewell. Was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, hold on. So, was it, does it have to go all the way back to Colorado? 
because they won it the year after us, I think, or a couple of years after us. I mean, SKC. Okay, SKC. Yeah, that's that's. There's your there's your last big. I mean, small market, small budget team that won Ooh. the cup. I, I was hoping it was settled in Colorado, but it got yeah. worse. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The mar the, the the it is, and this is happening everywhere. The one except, I mean, in world soccer, when sure. was the last time a small team in any of the big fives won the cup or the Leicester. league? Leicester City. Yeah. And, and it, everyone it, was like uh, hype because it was so rare. It is literally I was watching something on YouTube actually. It was it was old. It was at least a year plus old. And <laughs> it was this like English show or it was some kind of European show. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. And basically they deemed the Leicester Leicester win of the Premier League. Was it two, three years ago? Three? Two years ago. Yeah. The greatest sports moment in the history of sports and you can't even blame them because you have the big sexy you know yeah like Manchester City finals. was in full, full effect by then yeah it was like, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the Manchester City of yeah, like yeah, the yeah. superpowers I was I told you the story before I was in Vegas mm -hmm. with three or four game days left in the Premier League on like a Friday night Saturday morning, Leicester is playing Manchester City. Leicester is, I think, leading City at that point by three or four points in, in the standings. Right. City was second. Manchester City was second. The odds putting money on Leicester City to win the Premier League was still like eight to one. Wow. Should have put money on. I should have, but I, I was like, there's no way they're winning this. They're gonna Even that late? Yes. Was it that late? It was, was that late. Kinda... No, it was yeah. that late because I remember very specifically the next morning watching some of the game. Like, you know, it's Vegas. That mm -hmm. was a Friday night. I went out and I woke up and I caught like the last 10 minutes or something. Right. By the way, it was more than two years ago. It must have been, it must have been like three years ago or more. I'll, I'll do a quick Yeah. Piece. And, uh, yeah, Googs it. And the next morning after the game was over, the odds dropped to like 1.5 to 1 or something or 2 to 1 or it was still it was still like you could make a decent amount of money, even though now they were at least four points ahead of the second place. 2015, 2016. There you go. So it was like four years ago almost. Well, the, they lifted it. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, they were in 2016. So what, you, what I'm trying to say is what you're saying is correct in this case. Right. The superstars, the big names, that's, that's what's getting you. The, the, sure. the championships these days, we're not gonna be that team anytime soon or right. ever. Right, and, and and you know I'm I'm like reading the page right now, and I, and I think ultimately what I want to get to is this like, you know, you, you, I'm reading the comments and I'm seeing what people are saying, and there's you know one or two positive people who I think are aware of the situation, and then there's a sense of disappointment amongst RSL Nation, and I think I'm just trying to give a voice to that. Ultimately, it, it's it it wasn't. It is very rare that you will, as an organization, that mm. you will, let me put it like this. It's not very often that you finish third in the West, you know, make it to like the conference, what is it, semifinal, and then the retain most of your roster, at least key, key roles, and then have the opportunity to bring in a new head coach and a new GM the next year. It, it is very rare that you have that ability to like have such a massive impact on a organization that's doing well that you can now 
take the next level. And I think ultimately that's what we had. We had the ability to kind of give it an artificial bump, at, at least temporarily. An assumed bump. Uh, assuming we hire good, competent people and, you know, do you they think, do a good job. Do you think last year was a successful year? I think, I think... Results, nothing else at the end of the day. But you have to take the environment in, into effect. Okay, and take it into effect and give me the result. Yes, I think if you take the environment into effect of, hey, you fired your head coach, you know, three yeah. quarters of the way okay. through, he's screwing the team, you've got an interim guy, you've got an interim GM, third in the West, you know, losing to the ultimate champions, not a bad way to do it. So why not then recycle those guys that are still around? It was as if it was a successful sure, year. Sure, and, and I think a lot of people are saying that, like, "Hey, Freddie turned this team around." And here's here's the thing: I don't think that the success of that last year, as and I like Freddie. I think Freddie is a solid hire. I don't think Freddie gets that credit. I think over the course yeah. of a thirty-four game season, that's Freddie, Mike Petke. Freddie comes out to be a mediocre coach. I I I, ha- mm-hmm. I have to say that. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's like amazing. Um, I think ultimately he he subs very late and very subs, rarely. Uh, it's it's not often that I'm like, man, there's a guy who has worse substitution patterns than Petke, but I think we hired him. Like this whole like eighty ninth yeah, yeah. minute, I'm making my first sub thing. Yeah, I'm obviously exaggerating. It's a little much. I and think half Freddie, the time like the crowd has to chant to right, make a sub, right, for him to make a sub. I, yeah. And I think you know, like I think Freddie brings a nice tactical acumen. He, he's a quiet dude. I think he's a pretty sharp difference from what we had um and what we had before that he's yeah. like he's like the middle middle right absolutely. there yeah absolutely um i just think tactically over the course of a 30 yeah, Four. 34 game season i i don't think he's it i don't think he's the guy mm-hmm. i want to be so wrong and the, you know here's the thing we don't know Right. The players that's, seem that's to the, love them. That's the, the, yeah. So we don't know, but then you you take into consideration the kinds of data points that you take into consideration when you're making a big important decision. You take into consideration what you do and don't know. You do know that he did a good job last year. They probably have data points, uh, not literally, but they probably have knowledge about what he did before he became head interim head sure, coach last what he, year. What right? his role was as the assistant. Exactly. Right. Then. You take into consideration the fact, you know, the players like him, as you said. Right. Right. Same thing you do with the the, the, the GM guy, right? There mm-hmm. are things you know he's been around for 10 years. People know him. That You know his character. You know whether he's going to work sure. hard. You sure. know all these things. And then you weigh your options, right? And you're like, well, okay. Should I bring a new coach in? Right. Maybe. Maybe not. But you, have to, you consider your ups and your downs, right? And you also have to be within a certain price point. I love the decisions that were made. Don't get me wrong, we as a podcast, right? In this case, would love Jose Mourinho to be hired. I mean, I'm yes, or some kind of sexy big name, or as a GM, man, get us like Oliver Kahn didn't get the job at uh, at Bayern, so bring him over here, right? Yeah, that would be buzzworthy, but it doesn't win you games, especially I, in a GM position. When I get you're, what you're saying. You know, I I like what they have done. I have no complaints. I mean, short of like bringing, because, you know, GMs are not like superstars. I don't know who they are. Short of bringing like Garth Lagerwey back. People <laughs> joked about that. Um, I don't think Garth's leaving his current situation anytime he's soon. He's not. He actually, didn't he have like a big offer from somewhere else? 
so there's rumors going around that uh, Chicago with their whole like rebrand. Wants yeah, it. we won't even touch that. Oh my god, that's so funny. So you said something that was kind of interesting. You said you weigh your options. Yeah, I don't get the sense that RSL did. Tell me why. So and once again, this is like it's a small valley. And like, you know. Tell me why. So people hear things. People say things. You and I know people at the. Right. Like the word gets out. Yeah. And the fact that only Jason Christ is the word that got out is indicative of maybe not a wide search for At least not a wide search of people that were physically flown in. Sure. And and people who were recognizable by a close to non-existing media covering Salt Salt Lake and Salt Lake. For all we know, Mourinho literally flew in and no one knew who he was. I mean, I really doubt that's the case. I'm exaggerating. He's got a job in England now. That's not the point. What I'm saying is like we don't know these GMs are not superstars. RSL gets like literally what one quarters of one uh, reporter from the Tribune and like one eighth of one reporter from Desert News to cover <laughs> right. them. That that is that is about it, and everyone else is an afterthought. That doesn't mean they didn't do a search. There is Google. You you googling as we speak. I am. There's people that know people. There's also they probably know what the price points are. I don't know if they did or didn't. At the end of the day, I'm not mad about what they did. I like no, what they've I'm, done. It, I'm a I fan think it's fine. of what they have done. It's fine. I think it's beyond fine. W- time will tell. Ultimately. Like I, what, what other coach within reason hmm. would be a better fit right now? So, uh, and that's the thing. We, we don't know. You're quite, I'm asking know. you. I'm I, don't know. Asking I, d- I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't get to do this for a living full time. Um, our boy, uh, Taylor uh, Twelman. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Twelman, however you say. He did a little... He did a little t- oh, I was t- going to say, you're suggesting Taylor Twelman as coach? No, no. He did a little tweeting today. Uh-huh. And it was like, hey, here's who RSL hired. And he does like a little response to that. According to him, once again, this is all according to somebody. Right. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to this stage of the season. Jason Christ got the offer. Mm-hmm. Jason Christ countered. Mm-hmm. And the exact language in this tweet was that the people negotiating on RSL's behalf got offended and withdrew the offer to Jason. Right. That's the face I made when I read that. And then I said, I hope that's not true. That is Get my offended. They, that was literally the language in the tweet. Hmm. You know, homie probably wasn't in the room, but I also hope he's not making that Type, you know, it's it's if this was some like dude, he's very mom, specific. And Taylor this, uh, Taylor Twelman tweeted this, yes. Taylor Twelman is one of the most reliable sources of information, right? If this was like MLS transfers at yeah, yeah. XOXO dot RA, yeah. I'd be like, okay, we're gonna, yeah. like, this is a like, this is a dude who has a name, he has got something to lose, and he is act, like, whenever I know it's official when Taylor Twelman <laughs> announces it, okay, right? That's just that's just amateur stuff. Right, and and I think that's and I'm using I'm not using that as like the oh hey, here it is. To me, that is what I mean. Options were like, no disrespect to Elliot, no disrespect to Tony, no disrespect to Freddie. They were the backups. They they were you know you apply to Harvard, 
they were knowing that Salt Lake Community College is always there. Okay, now you're <laughs> now you're exaggerating. Sure, by quite, by a, quite a healthy margin, yeah. right? That ourselves never getting to well, Deloitte Hansen in his little interview today referred to our academy program as the Harvard of soccer academies. So people need to stop doing that. Harvard is in the gutter. Hey, man, this isn't an educational podcast. We're not getting <laughs> I know. Into this. I but, don't care what you do but, for a living. <laughs> All right. Um, look, to wrap it up, yes. I would have loved to see Jason Kreis. I hope it didn't go as bad as that went. But who headed up the negotiation? Maybe the assistant GM? Well, I mean, one would imagine <laughs> Deloitte. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see him doing that. I love Jason. I would have loved to see Jason back here. I honestly think any changes to the GM position – and if you change the GM position or the person mm. that is your GM right now, you see no returns in the next five years. It takes a while, right? Uh, you're not building a new roster. You don't have the kind of money. Right. You're not Real Madrid. We're like, let's go shopping, spend $250 million. Sure, win it every year. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to take a while with the system to actually make something happen, which is another reason why I actually like the internal guy because he knows the entire mechanism. Right. There's no surprises. Especially if he worked his way up. From the bottom up, he knows the mechanism Absolutely. behind the scenes, the whole nine yards. Man, I'll bet you anything, this guy's gonna work harder than anyone we could have brought from anywhere in the world to do this job. Probably for less money too. But that's yeah, not my problem. That doesn't that. that doesn't go against our cap, right? Would you pay the GM? Sure, is not but, part of your budget, right? But it is money you can't spend on players. Yeah, there's opportunity cost just because. I it's think not DLH your money. will spend the max money every year. Uh, but we least. know that's not the case. Well, because you have literally three positions with no cap, so there's no, there's right, literally even, no even such like, thing as max even there, money. Our third DP can be bought down at any, like our third DP is right. a DP in name only. So, right as an exception. So, so I think it's a right choice. It is the right choice because they're more qualified than external people. I'm actually, I, I kind of get the Freddie thing, like. Freddie's the one I'm more fine with. Yeah, see, it's I'm, the I'm Elliot like Fall thing. Yeah, it's I'm the Elliot reverse. Fall thing, and I like them both. I think we will be in good shape. I have no problem with them. My biggest problem mm-hmm. with everything that's happened like today, Bofo, right. Bofo shouldn't have left, but that's it. So he hasn't left officially. There's yeah, that. he's left. There's something I want to ask. That you. train has left. I, I know you're kind of getting ready to wrap this up. I we're am getting at the hour. There's one. We last are north thing of an hour. Ask you. Go ahead. Uh, Deloy Hansen, very frequently in this interview that he did today with ESPN 700 alluded to fourth in the West that like we got to be in the top four in the West and then the playoffs, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. That's his barometer for success. Okay. What is a, what does that success look like to you with these two guys and how long do they, if we aren't top four in the West in, in 2020, what does that mean? So first of all, I agree with him. If he's top, if we are top four in the West mm-hmm. at the end of the season, it's a it's a successful year, okay. With like the kinds of lineups and money and what we have right now. Yep. And if we can do that consistently, we're very consistently good. Yeah. My only worry is we become the FC Dallas of a few years ago, where we're always top three but never win a damn thing, and sure. they never won anything. I mean, supporter shield. Yeah, that's kind of a. I kind of a thing. I'd take a I'll take shield. I'll take U.S. Open Cup right now. Um. I think if we don't do well next year, nothing happens to either of those guys. They get at least two years. Really? It's Deloitte Hansen. He, oh, okay, he kept, okay, okay. He kept Jeff Kassar around for Deloitte two and a half years. You're Deloitte Hansen. Oh, if I'm Deloitte Hansen. Uh-huh. Yep. So but you made all the same you made all of the same moves today. 
Well, first of all, I wouldn't have like told Jason Christ to f off. Apparently, right? Sure. Because I would still take Jason okay, Christ in either of those positions over either of these guys. But I'm saying you didn't. You everything didn't. is the same. Starting right now, though, you're a little handsome. You know, you can't sell any dimes. They still get uh, an extra year. I feel strongly because the, most of the things you see as negative, I see as positive, which is their history and, and having right. been backups here for many, many years. I think there's less room for guessing there, hmm. right? Because I know what I'm getting. Sure. And that alone is worth something. They they get right. an extra year after this year, no matter what happens. So So here's my issue with that. We went with the known commodity. Cool. All right. That has its pros. That has its cons. Two of them. Right, that the package deal, let's say. To me, you've been with the organization. You know how businesses run. The the advantage of the known commodity is that you, you maintain parity. You can, you can't do worse than what we're currently doing. Like like if if we're yeah, you going, can we finish third in the West? You can do a hell of a lot worse. Sure. Here's the thing: if all of a sudden we don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm going. What happened? You guys were here. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay, right. Like, like, right. Acceptable. Acceptable. We can't yeah, do worse. Yeah. Like, we have to. Let's not. By the way, where for just one second, mm-hmm. just one second, because I keep catching myself saying we were third in the West. I surprised myself because I forgot. Right. We got third in the West. We were also like a game out of being sixth. Sure. And like a game and a half out of being ninth. Right, so it's not like we just waltzed into the third right. in the West. Yes, yes. And you have to remember, we started our last game day on fifth in the West. <laughs> that has yeah. a totally different ring to it. Sure. But I'm assuming, hoping right. that the, the super high-level, top-level guys in mm-hmm. our team, okay, guy, and- Deloitte Hansen, mm-hmm. understands the difference of like finishing third one year and finishing fifth the next year. Sure. Versus third and, and like ninth. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I mean. And the difference in years, because yes. this was probably the craziest Western Conference race I've ever seen in my life. Right. I year. don't envision this happening very often. I hope not. My heart can only take so much. He was entertaining. <laughs> yeah. So, for, so someone, when I, when I say, for someone objective out there. Sure. It was really say, interesting for Colorado fans, because they could literally like look at the race up above him and know it doesn't impact them at all. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they had hope, remember? Yeah. All right, sorry. Uh, anyway. Tell me your point, because I'm not getting it. So tell me why you're wrong. No, I gotta stop doing that, man. It's, no one likes that. So all I'm getting at, to me, it's if we all of a sudden aren't making the playoffs in 2020, one or both of those guys need to be gone, be- because we are bringing them on as the the known commodity. And I Dude, get that. You, you got such a New York Red Bulls attitude. It's ridiculous. I mean, they've got trophies. I'm I'm okay. If we get that, that means trophies. No, no. Here's no. the thing. If this was an, if, it, if these were ex, shield. if these were external hires like building from scratch, I would give them two, three years, no problem. Mm-hmm. These aren't. These are guys that have had an organization that have an impact on that have had an opportunity to have an impact, but on not the to run the show. Absolutely, but not, they had they had a the major show. say. But that's a that's still a big difference. It depends on the. I'm not sure what the inner workings of RSL are, but. Number one, number two, mm-hmm. some some cases is a huge difference. Sure, but it's they had more say than you and I. Well, yeah, right. And we take all the credit. No, I, I get, I kind of get what you're saying. 
No, no. Actually, I fully get what you're saying. But I, you disagree. I, I understand what you're saying. Here's just, why I'm wrong. I just completely <laughs> disagree with you. You head. cannot be changing. I mean, RSL is what? Uh, 14 years old now? 15 years old now? 2005. Yeah. So, yeah, 15. This is our fourth GM. And we kind of cycle through them early on. Is it? Yeah. That's what the article said. Okay. I don't know. I don't know who the other two are. I know, yeah. I know, I know Garth. two. I mean, no, no, I know three. So whoever was there before Garth, that's the fourth. We should probably know this. Yeah, not the point. Um, coaches about the same number. Like we don't cycle through these things very often, right. and we shouldn't. There is a, there's something to stability, especially again. And this is this is why it doesn't it cannot work for LA Galaxy or Atlanta or hell even like Toronto. I'm sure they have academies. I'm not sure if they all do, but some of them do. Yeah, basically most MLS teams have academies. But now. but we are an academy-focused team, right? We broke our own record of homegrown starters this year, I think, from last year. Was it like five or six? Our identity, our DNA is academy. Our DNA is homegrown players. We develop them, right? We, we sculpt them. This is partly why I'm so upset about Bofo. We invested all that money. Like, is no one thinking about all of that? I'm sure they're thinking about it. Well, apparently just... they're not doing a goddamn good job. Excuse my French. Um, what I'm saying is this. it You have to give it. I don't care what happens this year. Well, I do. I think we're making the playoffs. I, I don't. I don't think. I think we're going to make the playoffs. I think we might be more comfortable than last year, actually. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, my only big X factor is let's see how the goalie does, whoever that's going to be. Right? I'm not touching that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Freddie's going to be just fine. I don't think anything Elliot does between now and January or whatever, February, is going to have a drastic impact on the team next year. Dude's supposed to find a left back. What are you talking okay, about? I, okay, but those are like small things. That's a massive thing. We, what I'm saying is we're not going out and like, okay, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think we get a left back that is not on par with Danny? Donnie. Yeah, I mean, Toya. Huh? Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've, that's, I've, that's like your average left back in the league. I think the kid, the, like, recovers defensively well. I, he does really well, but that's your average left back in the league. Mm, I, I think, th- I think, uh, uh, Herrera Colo- is I above think, average. I think Colorado would have killed for somebody like a Donnie Toya. Sure. For most of last yeah, year. But, but okay, you, now you're comparing it to Colorado. Right. That's we currently I mean. don't yeah. have a Donnie Toya back there. That's okay. But I mean, we that's not like a, a, you don't have to be a crazy good GM to find a D- Toya, re-sign Toya, first of all, probably, mm-hmm. or replace Toya, right? But then I'm thinking all the big positions. Like, are you going to sign a new number 10? I mean, are you asking if what I would do? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> See, I don't think any of that is happening. I don't I, think it's happening I, I either. think what we're doing in the offseason, the rest of the offseason, is just doing solid signings and re-signings of standard positions. So we're going to need a left back. we got a right back. We're gonna, we got our center defensive huh? lined up. The coach has to figure out who's going to start in goalie. I think everything north of midfield is basically figured out. We're going to be looking for, uh, for uh, backups for most of those positions. Dude, I've, you, that is you all. are wrong. That is all. Okay, so Kyle isn't back officially, so who's who's next to Everton? I haven't answered that. I would say that the only thing I am sure about is Jefferson Savarino on the right, unless we sell him. Uh, 
Everton that would, that would be one of those major decisions that the GM would have to make. Everton in the middle, mm-hmm. and then the CB pairing. Damir Krylak is going to be playing on the field. Um, Albert Rushniak right, but be where on the where? field? Well, it doesn't matter. That, that's the, secondary in this case. Like we know that Jefferson. Okay, let's just say we know the back <clears throat> pairing. We know Jefferson. We know we know Albert. We know Demir. We know the center back pairing. We know Everton. We know Herrera. A seven out of eleven. How about Sam Johnson? I don't think Sam. I, there are talks about Sam not coming back. That is my biggest worry. My biggest worry because of the coaching decision. Two, one already came true. I mm-hmm. think both one are coming back. Right. The second one is Sam Johnson not coming back. Yeah, we need a nine. This whole like no nine. We have a nine. We're not playing him. Well, that's a and dudes that's currently a in Africa thing. not worried about working here. True. I can't blame him. How could you blame him? When he plays, he works his butt off. He has really good goal production. And he still doesn't start. Like, I don't know what... what The two big problems I had with Freddie... It wasn't... By the way, none of those two are substitution patterns. It was Sam Johnson playing time and Bofo sure. playing time. Right. Never made sense to me. Sam Johnson playing time, I'll agree with. Bofo not playing time. I'm I understand. Just, there you go. So, we got to wrap it up, bro. Yeah. I think that's a good ending point. So, it's been fun, RSL Nation. We'll talk to you again next week. Tell us what you think about these here thoughts we had. Adios, amigos, and amigas.